This is the JT and Looney Podcast, Episode 6. They say it's a medieval solution, a wall. That's true. It's medieval because it worked then, and it works even better now. You really cannot go wrong with medieval technology. Just like phone booths, conventional television is dying. Will the late-night comics save it or kill it? At this point in time, I can't watch. I'm at the point where I'm very wow. close. I'm very close to walking away for what has been a passion of my entire life, starting with my grandmother and Johnny Carson through David Letterman and the Leno-Letterman Wars to what we're seeing now with Colbert, Kimmel, and Jimmy Fallon. I like to relax late at night and watch the late-night talk shows, the comedy shows, and now I'm this close. You can't see my fingers. I'm this close to quitting because I can't handle the politics anymore. The monologues used to have a touch of political yeah, humor. Yeah, Johnny would always take a Absolutely. Cab and Dave, Dave, Dave would go after it. In his it. wacky way. But now it is a race every night, and credit to Fallon, who mumbles and can't talk. He has a talk show. Watch Fallon. Watch a very Fallon. silly, nice G-rated show. Fallon, and when he conducts an interview... The giggling, the stumbling, the bumbling. And tell me how anyone could have a job that big. Because the musical parodies are brilliant. Brilliant when he has. Yes. They're phenomenal. And I think it's a fun show. And, and, and of all the shows, of the three late night shows, he seems to dip his toe into the political waters the least. Will it save him or kill him? I think it's going to help him, even though he's not at the level ratings-wise with Colbert. Right. And what Stephen Colbert decided to do... Because he leans. His ratings were in the toilet, and now he's doing politics, and he's doing great. He's number one because yep. he started to go with politics, and it's over the top. And Colbert's different and unique because this is supposed to be the Colbert report, but he left that behind at Comedy Central, and now right. we're getting Stephen Colbert. But I tend to think it's the old Stephen Colbert from Comedy Central. I don't know who I'm watching every night because I think his disdain for the White House is so evident that he loves to come out every night and beat up on the president and go hard because that makes him feel good. That's the easiest comedy and the best comedy for him. You know, he's got really Catholic roots. He might even still go to church. And a lot of people, there's a great irony there, was there are a lot of people who are really religious who seem to support the president, you know, who had an affair with a porn star. But Colbert is one of those religious guys that's offended God forbid that a president would have, uh, like, well, actually, like the old days, he's offended that the president would have an affair with a porn star and probably would be as crude as he is. So isn't Colbert maybe the most no a throwback to the 70s or 80s when a guy who went to church would be offended by a president who act this way? Is it really all that outrageous? Colbert, over the last few months, has put on the couch all of the potential yeah. leading candidates in the Democratic Party who might run for president. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I want to see that at oh, 11.45 at night. Yeah, that's a good and argument. It's not party. Forget no. I don't care if it was Republicans. And we, if we had Obama in office and it was the four leading Republican candidates. I don't want that. With my late night comedy, I want to get to the star with the movie on the couch. I want to talk about this. I want to see the celebrity. Now, if you get and a celebrity about, right. about about things other than politics, and tell the story that you told me after our three martini lunch about when your grandmother lived with you and sneaking out of bed to go watch Johnny Carson. That's a great story. My mom and my grandmother were late nighters, and they would stay up and watch. 
Johnny Carson. And I remember being a young boy in Massapequa, Long Island, and coming down the stairs. And when you came down the stairs, I could peek in and see the TV. And I remember the laughing coming from our family room because it was appointment television. It was Johnny Carson. It was Don Rickles. It was all the great comedians. And it was fun. Now, Johnny would do parodies. Johnny would do politics in his monologue. And at times, he was probably hard on a sitting president. He was on television, Johnny, for so long. But starting with Bill Clinton, with Monica Lewinsky, (gasps) that's when it really took off to the point where it became a staple in the monologue every night where the country was enthralled by Clinton and Lewinsky. And they couldn't ignore it. They couldn't ignore it, and it was funny because... There was some humor to it. You couldn't believe it. There was the Hillary aspect, Bill, the cigar, Monica Lewinsky, and everybody piled on with it. So that's, that. I, I believe, the modern birth of the late-night television monologue going all in on politics. Well, when Clinton was president, because of that obsession and new cable networks, etc., CNN and Fox, I'm not pointing, but people might think I would be pointing at Fox, but no, CNN was all over, and MSNBC was all over the Clinton scandal as well. And that was the first time in our life where the president was part of the news every day. Bush wasn't in the news every day. And the previous presidents of 41 before Clinton weren't in the news every day. Trump's in the news every day. And I guess it's so much fodder for, in a more outrageous way than previous presidents. And there's presidents. a lot of comedy with yes. this president, the big and Mac. That's part of the. That's part of the. Uh, that's that's part of what's going on. But what, I, what I'm saying is, when when the president invites Clemson to the White House and serves some fast food, right? You can get a whole monologue out of that. Yeah, it you is can. priceless. Right. You can you can dress him up as a hamburglar, yeah, and right. you can show all this stuff. And the, the I food wish that got was cold. the biggest scandal we had. Right. Yeah. So that was fun. That was great fodder to talk about that. But to come out every night and pound away. Right. So currently, it's the Mueller investigation. It's what's happening with Russian collusion or not. Porn stars, There's whatever. A ton something of that. different every day. And, and you can fit it and place it into the monologue. Right. But five nights a week pounding away for 12 to 15 minutes on this and just hammering away at politics, not just the president. To me, it's in the wrong space. That space, all day long people... you think it should be a cable space? uh, Great point. I think a lot of it's already in cable space. Right. And a lot of the news, by the time we watch the local news, and we'll get into that, we'll get into that, (laughs) by the time we get done with the hurricane warnings or the rain (laughs) in Atlanta or New York, they get to... Other aspects of the news. The the news from ABC World News Tonight and NBC with Lester Holt, it's not 30 minutes of Trump bashing. It's not. It's six minutes or ten minutes or whatever. But the late-night comedy wars, now that Colbert has the lead, Jimmy Kimmel, who I think the world of. I'm a Kimmel guy, mm-hmm. so I choose to watch Kimmel over the other shows. Kimmel got to the point where he got very political over health care and his son right. with his heart issue. Because he thought well, a poor person no could never afford this. And yeah. Jimmy Kimmel went all in on it. That's cool. All in. And right. then Jimmy Kimmel now every night really despises the president to the point where it just comes right out of him. So his entire monologue, which used to be, we're going to show you a funny video. We're going to laugh and react to it. Right. right? And mean tweets. No more. Yes. No more. It's just... Right out of the gate, here's what the president said today, and he pounds away before he goes to his first commercial. I'm done with it. Don't you think that 
Well, you're not done with it because you no. still can describe it. I watched it, it. <laughs> I watched it last night, right? As we were preparing but, for the podcast, I went on my DVR and watched the monologue. Yes. Well, I, I you must be focus grouping well. You know everything they do in television. They watch the guys, the muckety mucks, get the ratings from the night before, oh, sure. delivered to their desk at eight o'clock in the morning in Culver City, and they're they're combing over the ratings, and it must be working. And and, and it did work for Colbert. Colbert was in the toilet. Colbert was three out of three and now he's number one so it's working how many americans are really up at eleven thirty-five at night oh, that stunned me or that you still the watch Midwest. the abc world news tonight do you still use a phone booth no abc I, world I news it. tonight nbc nightly watch news it are every people, night. isn't that amazing watch it every Bob, night because i have it from when you were a kid because being a, a broadcast geek I could always tell you who the anchor man and anchor woman are, not only in local mm-hmm. and the weatherman and the sports guy, Fritz and Fred and Colleen and Paul, but also NBC Nightly News, CBS Evening News, ABC World News Tonight. Usually the anchor men are women, in Connie Chung's case. Uh, they, would, they were there for years and years and years, and now... You can't always name them. I know it's Lester Holt at NBC. David Muir at David ABC. David Muir at ABC. And who's yeah. at CBS? Oh, you're unbelievable. You don't know who's at CBS. Who is the CBS Evening News? Jeff is- Glore. See, I didn't know that. I Jeff Glore. Wow, good I, I for you. Because I watch Jeff the news. Glore. I watch news, too, but I don't watch Well, we consume news on our phone. I have a Twitter feed yes. with the New York Times, the Washington Post, I am as up Post, on everything CNN, as I've everything. ever so been on my in my phone. life, and I don't, so I don't watch the evening news anymore like I used to as a kid. My mother watched the NBC nightly news as a kid. Because you got your news, and you got all of it in a bundle. And what yeah. I like about the news now, and I DVR... Way, I don't know if you got all of it. It was I, 22 minutes. Yeah, I yeah. DVR everything. So right. when I DVR this... The first block of world news, because they go to, they're all such pussies in regards to, they all go to break at the same time. Just like Hoda does in the morning, and just like Michael Strahan and Roberts are afraid to break a second after because someone's going to switch over. So they all go to commercial at the same time, and what happens on the evening news at night, that first block, that A block, they give you 16, 17 minutes without a commercial. And a passion of yours, you call me on it all the time, is when they scare us with the weather. Oh, I know. (laughs) On the national news, I I live in Las Vegas. The weather is perfect almost every day other than July and August when we bake and it's 115 degrees. But every night on the world news. And I'm in L.A. with the same thing. There's a tornado. There's a hurricane watch. There's flooding. There's an Arctic blast. And they open the news with it. And they throw to Ginger Z, who's in studio, or they go out to the West Side Highway, and Rob Marciano's there telling us in New York what the weather is. And I live in, I don't care about yeah. the weather. And, and by the way, if this was happening in Salt Lake City or Phoenix yeah. or Santa Fe, they wouldn't open up the news with it. But they look out the window <laughs> and they go, oh, that's the lead story. <laughs> because that's, I guess it's only human. They look out the window and say that'll be the lead. As they sit around at their round, their Algonquin round table and decide what the lead story is, they all look out the window and say we have to go with the weather because it's just they the bias lead. of where they live. They won't lead with a car bombing in <clears throat> Kabul. They won't lead with that, where people oh. and soldiers are killed. They'll lead with the weather. Hey, soldiers are not. When, when there's 30 or 40 people dying in Afghanistan, Baghdad, because a car bomb goes off, that should, that should lead the news. It is when it goes off in Paris, and everyone says, pray for Paris. No one ever says, pray for Kabul or pray for Baghdad, where those are mommies and daddies yeah. and children dying as a result of car bombs. 
but we do when it happens in Paris. That's wrong. We open up 2019, and I'm just going to look at the stats for the first week of 2019 coming up to the week of January 7th. Here are the top 10 television shows in America. And I like to start from 10 and go to 1 because if we started at 1, everyone had 1 and just end the podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to start at 10. Peeve of yours, at number yes. 10 is Chicago Med. Mm-hmm. We're fascinated by cops and doctors and medicine in Chicago. They have an army of shows about that. That's number 10. Uh, it had a 5.5 rating and a, a big number. Number 9, Blue Bloods. On CBS, and Chicago Med was on NBC, is on NBC. At number eight on CBS is Mom. At (laughs) number seven, NBC had the AGT champions. At number six, CBS, Young Sheldon. At number five, CBS, NCIS. What a franchise. At number four, the father of Young Sheldon, the Big Bang Theory. Which everybody's fascinated in. Right, yep. And three, two, and one, Fox, 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 NFC playoffs, NFC playoffs, NFC playoffs, Sunday, Saturday, (laughs) Saturday. So the three most popular television shows in the United States of America, NFL football games on Fox. And I don't watch any of the others, but if you look at either of our DVRs, are you watching any of those shows that are in the top ten other than the NFL. No, I don't watch anything. That's a gr- that's why we're hosting this yeah, podcast. Yeah, we can't believe that the networks, and we want people to have jobs, and you know a lot of people in yeah, L.A. Network Hollywood, television, right. as I just re- asked you if you if you used a phone booth because you were watching CBS, ABC World News Tonight, but the same thing with, you know, is network traditional television going the way of the phone booth? At some point, because when I when I watch TV, you know some of the favorite things I love to watch. Don't tell anybody, but <laughs> below deck Mediterranean. I'm, I'm uh, crazed. I'm 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 gonna jump over this microphone. I, <laughs> You're, I you love it. Yes, I do. It's one of those. You know, we all have shit television that we love to watch, and that is one of those shows. Uh, uh, any of the Datelines that are rerun on every other channel. I get hooked into watching those about murder mysteries all over the country, and they'll dive in to you know a, 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 a doctor and his wife in Boise, and the wife is missing, and and uh, so I love those shows, Forensic Files. Lee Remini is doing a series on Scientology, which I find fascinating, and I'm I'm recording that, so I'm I'm off of traditional television. Oh, and you know I'm always talking about the Carbonaro effect on yeah. A and it might be A and E or True. I get those two mixed up because they have these cool cheesy shows that I love, and he's a magician who fools people and i love that show and now it's just netflix 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 and documentaries on netflix crossfire hurricane the rolling stones documentary i just watched ronnie coleman the king uh, greatest bodybuilder of all time just watched a documentary on him I'm, I'm diving into the documentaries on uh on netflix great movies you know the academy award for best picture might go to a netflix flick roma which is might be the best movie i saw this year and I saw a movie called Life Itself, which was on Amazon Prime, which was also, so even the way we're consuming movies and giving awards are now going to cable networks like Amazon and Netflix. I am, if they took away network television, take away the sports. I need to watch the sports. Maybe I'll have to go to a sports bar. You take away my network television, I don't even know if I'll notice. The dumbing down of all of our lives is what drives us crazy. One of the things we talk about in sports right. and everything. Yeah. I might have saw the worst television show I've ever seen in my life, and it's ranked 19th 
Oh. Overall, super <laughs> successful. The Mass Singer on Fox, where celebrities who really aren't celebrities come out with costumes on. You can't see who they are. And they perform. And they wear masks, so they're not singing because they have masks on, a beam <laughs> mask or something. So it's they're lip syncing underneath the costume. And when they talk, we're supposed to figure out who they are. And then after almost an Isn't hour, like, what's my line? They tell with the us mask and they take the like, mask off, and it's Tommy <laughs> Chung. And you go, I just wasted an hour of my life. I'll never get it back. And it was Tommy Chung. You know who was the first week's winner? Antonio Brown. From the Pittsburgh Steelers. They wrapped everyone. So they didn't tell you who the other mass celebrities were because they survived. They'll be back next week. And the one who was voted off because we live in a society today that we have to have three to four judges in the crowd uh-huh. because they're all copying Simon Cowell right. and American Idol. It's a copycat world. Everyone copies each other. So the latest piece of trash <laughs> is the mass singer on Fox. I watched it with my wife's sons, the buddy of ours who built the podcast website, John Butler, and we wanted to turn it off 10 minutes in, 20 minutes in, right. 40 minutes in, and we were all looking at each other going, we can't turn it off. we got to see who the so-called yes. celebrity is. Shit, television does that and to you us. you know why we were, I won't point out who was the dumbest of all of us in the room. When the judges were thinking it could be someone famous, well, maybe it's Britney Spears, or maybe it's Tiger Woods, or someone famous, (laughs) I'd look at everybody, I'd go... They'd never go on this show. They're famous. So it's got to be somewhere in the sea, like Andy okay. Dick, who's everywhere. Andy Dick, who continues yes. to get caught with drugs right. or right. go to rehab, he continues to get rewarded. Right. And that's the dancing with the stars dumbing down of American right. society, is we take people with flamboyant DUIs, drug problems, who are failures, kicked off shows, and we reward them. And we put them on a show that has 16 million people watch, and we put them on Dancing with the Stars so they can learn how to dance in our living room. Have they gotten so good? You know, the 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 because television it's not only never been better, it's also never been worse. There's yeah. just a lot more of it. But God, there's a lot of great TV, and we'll have to do a podcast on all the great TV. But even when I talked about the shit TV that I watched, like Below Deck Mediterranean, <laughs> I can't turn it off because I got the, the way they they're brilliant at teasing ahead. Television has gotten so good, like we got in radio for all those years. They're teasing ahead and pulling you in like you did and making you watch the rest of the shit show that you're watching. When you were getting your lift in this morning before the podcast, I went on my television remote. Right. And I went to the guide and I looked ahead Monday to Friday just on the networks. Right. Monday. This is 8 o'clock, prime time. Right. America's Got Talent on NBC, Big Brother on CBS, and The Bachelor on ABC. So that's 8 o'clock primetime Monday night. Coming off Big Brother on CBS, Magnum P.I. and Bull, and The Good Doctor on ABC. Tuesday, Ellen's game show, Game of Games. Okay. Like, you think Ellen's invested in that show other than a producer credit where she's making money? Just terrible television. Primetime, a dumb dumbing down stupid show, but she's one of the nicest people in the world, right. so we'll give her a TV show. Lethal Weapon on Fox. Oh, and Big Brother. Big Another Brother was Big on Brother. Monday. We're going to put it on Tuesday. We're going to put it on again. And then we go to FBI and NCIS New Orleans. Wednesday. And we can't forget Blackish, which is a pretty good show, good okay. network show. Wednesday, Chicago Med before Chicago Fire. So you have the Chicago franchise. Wednesday night, CBS, 8 o'clock. Big Brother. 
Again? Yeah. Wow. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 8 o'clock, Big like, Brother. Wow, another, like who wants to be a millionaire? Okay. dummy show where a guy just got a new tattoo and the hot waitress on the other side of the room, they're falling in love with each other with cameras around. Well, I watched That's season one in 1999. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. The Goldbergs on Wednesday night. We go to Thursday, The Rock's Titan Games. Well, The Rock now has a show, which is oh, a okay. rip-off show of another show where you climb over obstacles. He ripped that uh, off. Okay. He didn't come up with that. Right. He ripped off that show from another show, but he has the Titan Games before, uh, what else is on? Law and Order, later on that night, Special Victims Unit. Big Bang Theory. So this is the big night for CBS Thursday. Big Bang Theory. And then Grey's Anatomy, Thursday night on ABC. Yeah. And uh, Friday... Big Brother. Oh, CBS. Big Brother. Primetime CBS. That's why. That's what you have for four out of the five nights. Primetime, 8 o'clock, Big Brother. Fashion network TV is slowly withering on the vine. Dine. Because so many people of every age, not just men of a certain age like you and me, which is also uh, a show on AMC back in the day. A friend of mine was on right. that show. A friend of mine from the gym, Shelly Desai. He's in his 70s. He's born in Bombay, India, and he plays ethnic man. Whatever ethnicity you need him to be, he plays. He's never worked more in his life. A guy that I know from the hot tub <laughs> at L.A. Fitness in Hollywood, and he's on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was Carlos, the janitor on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he was on with Ray Romano. He had a network regular spot on Men of a Certain Age, and it's one of those great one of those great Hollywood stories. You know, I grew up in Elmira, New York. He knew prison guards. I grew up in L.A. I know actors. And he's going to live to 100 because he's never worked more in his life as an actor. And he started working at about 65, getting small roles. And now he's getting bigger roles and bigger roles and bigger roles. And he's going to live till he's 100 because he's having so much fun just as a bit actor. So just a small uh, bit from my life there and in our, in our, in my life living in Hollywood, which is really great to see this old guy play these, these character parts. But I think that with men of a certain age, as I'm saying, it's it's and everyone younger than us, they're going to Netflix and they're going to Amazon. There's too much great stuff to watch to be stuck watching Big Brother. When my 17-year-old son's getting ready for school and he's having breakfast, if he does have breakfast in the morning, right. and he's looking at YouTube videos. Friend of ours, Stephen A. Smith, he, right. he gets a kick out of watching Stephen A. So he doesn't wait for it to show up on his show in the morning first take he just goes to the youtube Looks channel at the snippets of the hot and takes. watches the snippets of it and he's yeah. laughing and he's enjoying it he's getting his sports that way and when when i wake up in the morning and we put the television on to start the day and it's good morning america and it's the today show and we that we are trained to watch that in america we wake up with a coffee, uh -huh. it's a Norman Rockwell painting. We turn on the TV and we have a morning show. You're still show doing that traditional get, yeah. shit. Wow. And I'll watch CBS, even though they kicked Charlie off. They got <laughs> yes, rid of Charlie Rose. I guess he did something. We covered that in a previous <laughs> podcast. But I'll watch that and I'll switch over. And then what fascinates me is ABC with Michael Strahan and Robin Roberts. And George Michael St Strahan's getting every broadcasting job and he's not good enough. And George Stephanopoulos. So they have a live studio audience. And I'm fascinated by this, and you tell me why. Because I'm sitting there and I'm watching Robin Roberts read the news with people behind her yeah, I know that who just came crazy. out of the rain or the snow with their boots on. I'm like, why is there a live audience? And then... Uh, by the way, I think it's annoying on Sports Center, uh, mm -hmm. uh, on College Football Saturday. No matter what, when you've got people behind... 
who are acting like they're on television. No, you're not on TV. The people who are getting paid, they're sitting in that chair with the makeup, they're on TV. You're not. And then Lara Spencer will get to pop news. Everyone will clap. It's time for pop news, and everybody has to clap because they're going to get their pop news. And they're, they're a live studio audience, and it's ready. We're going to give you pop news, and it's George Clooney at Lake Cuomo, or it's a video of a Kardashian, and everybody claps in the background. But my favorite Ugh. thing is when... They make George Stephanopoulos put on an apron and go bake cookies. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. And he is trying on Sundays this week with George Stephanopoulos to interview senators about the he's Mueller investigation. And he's really serious. And he's firing back at Lindsey Graham. Right. And then on Tuesday, he's making pancakes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, and then they go to break and they do pop news. And they're making George <laughs> sit there. And George has got to have more money than God, right? At this point, how, Stephanopoulos has been on the news right. at the highest level well over 20, 25. Five years. He doesn't need to work Ever another since he day. Left the White House, so since two thousand, so right about eighteen years. He's got all the money. His wife is successful, and he sits there in the morning, and he puts on an apron, and he laughs at Michael Strahan's jokes, and he laughs at Pop News, and then he goes back to his desk in Washington on Sunday and looks at senators in the eye and asks them the most important questions in society. Here's a loony fun fact: He does that <laughs> show on Sunday. After going to church, JT. Very Catholic, George Stephanopoulos. Same here. Uh, maybe even Greek Orthodox. Uh, there's no real difference between those two religions, but don't tell that to a Greek Orthodox. So morning television, I watch it. And then what was happening to my life, and I cleansed it now. I cleansed Sounds it about like a couple more months cleansing. ago. Yeah, Jesus, I, I need, <laughs> what, uh, what I cleansed myself. Get hold of that DVR. Is I'm not watching the sports shows in the morning. Because that is the dumbing down of society oh. on steroids. And we don't need to for the same reason that your son is watching YouTube videos. We can get everything so much faster and quicker. This is why I like Twitter, because it's like a news feed for me. I'm not going to wake up and watch Morning Joe. It's on 3 o'clock in the morning. I love that show, but it's on 3 o'clock in the morning in, in L.A., so I just watch snippets on Twitter. And also, I can't get through all of those shows for the same reason you can so we look at Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith on first right. take. We know them well. Yeah. I know Max very well. I wish him nothing but success. Max Kellerman's one of the sharpest people I've ever and, met and a in really any good person and a good guy. We know so many people who have worked with him. We've been to fights with him, etc. Yeah, and Stephen A. We worked with him on the radio. Everybody, you know, people cooler. would probably be surprised. You know, he doesn't walk around talking like that in the hallways when he was at Fox Sports Radio, and he doesn't do the same thing at ESPN. He treats. He's an egalitarian. He treats every Everyone the same way with dignity, love, and respect. When he made the mistake about Hunter Henry playing mm -hmm. and he wasn't and he was out and injured, the amount of vile <sighs> comments that came back at him because there was a mistake <sighs> and that my conspiracy theory is someone handed him wrong information or he made a mistake and well, people we can't just know everything. Fired people back. expect sportscasters. You and I have had to go through that on Twitter. And people expect sportscasters to know everything. And we're going to make mistakes because we're human, and we we can't we, we're going to miss stuff just like the average sports fan might. So we put on morning sports television, and we got out of Sports Center because Sports Center wasn't good enough a few years ago. So we had to put on shit shows about right. fake debates. Right. The, the fact where people were yelling over each other. Now we see shows where people are just begging to get on a couch and be a guest. They care more about their couch appearance than they do their radio show. That drives they care me crazy. more about being on a show for five minutes than they do about their brand we see that all over different platforms and i'm cleansing myself of that and people would always stop me and say well how do you prep for the show well i watch sports all day right so i have on sports center i watch pti pti is the greatest 
sports prep show of my lifetime because right up there are the, are the topics. Right. They're only going to debate them with a clock for a minute to a minute 30. I'm going to get all of it there with Will Bond and Tony. I'm going to be able to frame my opinion on it before I go on the radio. Still to this day, every day I watch mm-hmm. it. But what I've cleansed myself from is the dummy radio show that has seven people talking. So the kid with the hat the on back. The morning zoo effect. And yep. you have a camera on some guy's face that you don't want to know. You don't know who he is. He means nothing. He adds nothing. But he's good because the host is making fun of him. Or he's making fun of the board op. And we're supposed to think this is entertainment in the morning. And it is. Some people get a kick out of it. And I sit there and I go, get this out of my life. Now I could float over to Netflix, Amazon Prime. I could go to Outside the Lines. I could go to these brilliant documentaries on sports and float back in my wheelhouse, depending on what time the radio show is, to go, okay, i got to get my sports center in. i got to watch PTI back on DVR. I read 10 newspapers a day. Been doing that my whole Mm -hmm. life. My whole life in sports talk radio, I have the one habit – USSportsPages.com, and I have subscriptions, so I read the Boston Globe, I read the San Francisco Chronicle or whatever Bay Area paper, so I read it, and I, read, you know, I don't read every article about Cal football, right. but I'll read about the 49ers and the Cowboys, so I'm up to speed on that, but my wife would look at me at times in the middle of the day and go, you're the only one watching this. I know, I <laughs> what are you doing? And I'd be like, well, well, no, no, she looked, and she goes, Stop. You're, you're getting all worked up. No one's watching this. You are, and there's a few people like you who are doing it, but the rest of the world is not watching this. Now that I've cleansed myself of that, I'm having a better time with my television. I feel sorry for Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes, who lived here in Vegas where we are right now, had some kind of mental disorder where he would sit in his hotel room and just watch the same movie over and over again. He'd pee in a bottle and then keep watching the movie. I think it was Surfside 6 or some old movie. He could have had Netflix. If I had some kind of Howard Hughes <laughs> disorder or an unending supply of Oxycontin or something, I could sit in my house for the next two years and never leave the house watching Amazon Prime and Netflix. And I would, if I didn't have old-fashioned television, which we're talking about right now at all, I would never miss it. And that's probably going to be the future of television as we get to watch what we want when we want to. The way your kids are watching it, the way your kids are seeing hot takes from Stephen A. Smith, the way say I'm seeing hot takes from Morning Joe on Twitter rather than having to watch Morning Joe. When I look at what's happening and how we consume all of our different forms of entertainment, and we're talking about television on this podcast, what fascinates me is how much time we're wasting investing in the hour or the hour and a half of sports. I have a number of my buddies who gamble because I live in Vegas and they're gamblers. And I think a lot of people, I don't know how interesting it is, but I don't watch a lot of sports that I'm not interested in. I can't go to a casino and watch Duke play Virginia the entire game. Oh, no, give me the last five minutes. Because, A, I'm not gambling on it. B, I could care less about both teams, and I'll get the highlights afterwards and be prepped for the show. But people consume hours upon hours of watching sporting events to the end. Now, let's take the World Series out of it, the playoffs, the Super Bowl. Watch all of that. But I can't sit down and watch the Carolina Panthers take on... The Seattle Seahawks in week six. Oh, no, especially I have nothing invested we in have that. Attention game. span issues. And the greatest thing now, which is why old fashioned television is going to go the way of, of the, the, the buggy whip and, uh, and phone booths, is 
You can go to CBSSports.com, and they have every NFL game after they're over, and they have like a five-minute highlight package. Yahoo does that, too. It's great. I know. I love it. So you sit there for a half hour, and then you're all caught up. It's, it's, it's really fascinating because I love what we're seeing now with Netflix. I get up in the morning and turn on Gail Nora. <laughs> and I put that on, but what I do is I switch wait, wait, over. Gail and Nora, remind us. What, wait, that's CBS The normal morning. people because listening Because they give to us podcast? the real news on CBS. Uh, They're not CBS making pancakes. Okay. Gail and Nora don't wake up in the morning. They're at a desk, CBS desk. Uh-huh. They don't walk away like Robin Robertson make hamburgers. Okay. They, don't, <laughs> they don't have a chef there. So... I'll switch over to the market. So I'll put on Fox Business or CNBC to see what a stock's trading at or what's happening in the markets. And the other day, they said that Netflix subscription price is going to go up $2. It felt like it rocked Wall Street. And not so much for the stock price, which has gone up. If we owned Netflix at the beginning... We wouldn't be hosting this podcast. (laughs) We'd be be on a beach listening to a podcast. But if they raise the price of that $2... Two dollars. Was it from nine ninety five to eleven ninety five? Right, right, or ten to twelve, whatever it's going to be. Last night when you bought me a round of drinks at Scotch Eighty Prime with Uh Chef Barry, one of the best restaurants we've ever seen, ever seen. You bought my wife, yourself, and I a round of drinks, and I think it was twenty five, thirty dollars. Okay, you tip nicely. We're going to get into tipping on an upcoming podcast, and that thirty dollars. That we spent ten minutes having our drinks. People are now freaking out that their Netflix might oh, go up two dollars. Yeah. People don't. I can't like, live without Netflix pe- now. When people are sober, they don't like paying for anything. They don't want to pay another <laughs> dollar for a cup of coffee when they'll pay eight fifty for an IPA. I got a buddy of mine I golf with. He, I would play Bally High, great course in Vegas. Uh, how much? Uh, it's sixty nine. <laughs> uh huh. And he goes, well, it was fifty nine when we played last week. I go, shut up! It's sixty nine dollars. <laughs> We're playing eighteen holes on the strip. The sun is out. It is snowing back east. The views are great. We're trying to make birdies and pars and have all this. And you're worried about it costs ten dollars more like than the week before. When they are sober, it's fascinating because I, I, I bought an eight dollar piece of pizza at the MGM Grand. By the way, it was almost worth it. It was really good, but. I was thinking how ridiculous. The food court there? Uh, No, it's actually it's a new place. It's not near the food court, so we didn't have to wait. It's on the other. It's near the sports book. It's great. And then I thought to myself, well, I paid thirty two dollars for two beers at Staples Center, right? And uh, (laughs) I was already buzzed, so it didn't matter. But so I paid sixteen dollars a beer at Staples Center and didn't complain because I already had a buzz. But soberly. I was really annoyed that I had to pay eight dollars for a slice of pizza. So we love H- I love HBO. I love Showtime. Oh, yeah, I had yep. Steven Espinosa on the radio show talking about he's the president of Showtime yeah. Sports. And I just love having him on because you know, talking about fights are one thing, but I like to ask him about his documentaries that are coming. And he broke news. He said, JT, you'll be the first to, I'll be the first to tell you I'm doing an in-depth documentary on sports gambling which no one knows about. He broke that on the radio. And he said, we're doing a boxing documentary on Sonny Liston. Oh, my God. Right? How good is that going to be? Yes. So I I couldn't wait, and I can't wait to see it. The point is, I can't get rid of my showtime. I look at my wife, who pays all the bills, and she looks at them. I know it's a quirk. I don't look at any bills. It's like crazy. If you tell me what my cable bill is. But every once in a while, I'll ask, and it shoots through me. Oh, it does. It's So am I going to get rid of HBO? No. I can't get rid of Showtime. I have the NFL package. I have the baseball package. I have the NBA package. And I have 
Amazon Prime, which is great because I have a box delivered to my house every 10 minutes. Ding dong. Oh, there's a box. <laughs> I didn't order anything. Oh, my, 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 but there's another box here every day. And I'm not going to get rid of that. And then Netflix is what we're talking about on this podcast. We have all of these vehicles and platforms to listen, watch, and get all of our television, our but vast you could drop television, all that and old I love fashioned it. stuff that you're watching. Good Morning America, gone, gone, gone. Watch, drop all the old fashioned stuff. And still, how do you do that? You, you don't get, drop you network the, television. You, you can get, yeah, you can. And then you get the HBO app. You have a smart TV, the Showtime app. And then you add Netflix and Amazon, and you're ready. I mean, you, you, you can yeah. watch TV forever. Well, you know, it's funny as we wrap this up and we talk about cord cutting. Yes. Right? So yes, we have a very Which we weren't allowed to do we before. We have a very dear friend of ours who was a former radio producer of ours. We'll leave right. his name off. And he had an open microphone because I guess everyone has to be able to talk yes. on a radio show now, right? right. You just can't have JT the Brick host the show for right. eight hours by himself. We have to have seven people talking. So our producer jumped in and said, uh, cord cutting, I've cord cut he it. He told I us how to do it, yes. And bing, the bat light rang, <laughs> and the program director, who has probably less experience than anyone I've ever worked for at any level, even when I cut lawns, the guy I cut lawns for knew more about radio than that guy, and you can't talk about cord cutting. Right. Why? We're on the radio. Who cares? Like, our partners are going to drop the network because we mentioned cord cutting. And I remember the conversation we had after the show that night. Is that that big of a topic now? It is, because my son's are not watching any television from the network perspective. They're watching everything right. on their phone, and they love YouTube. Everything is on their YouTube channels. You, it's one of those things that you can only read about on the Internet, but none of the networks dare do an in-depth special about cord cutting because people will realize what a great idea it is and cut the cord and won't be able to watch their network special on cord cutting. So, I mean, so we, we weren't allowed because of our... Our deals that we had with cable companies and other with FS1, we weren't able to talk about cord cutting. But it is a great idea. You can get the you can watch Shane. You'll never you'll never miss Shameless if you cut your cord because you can get the app. And 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 I just had to get my Shameless Shameless plug in shameless. because you know I well, love we that show. We were in show. the MGM and walked by the CBS store. They yes, cut out of William H Macy. Yes, yes I took a picture with it. Okay, favorite TV shows. I have two. I'm just going to leave you with two. Okay. And I think it sums up everything we're talking about. One is my all-time favorite TV show my entire life, 60 Minutes. Oh, right. right. So yes, 60 you... Minutes in the January 7th to the 13th of this year, 60 Minutes came in 15th overall on television. CBS 60 Minutes, 8 million plus. And we talked about the football games that were 1, 2, and 3. Right. And what's shaping up to be my favorite television show of all time is Game of Thrones. And that's on HBO. And they make me wait almost two years in between seasons. And I feel like I'm going to the movies every Sunday night oh, when it's on. I feel well, like yeah. I'm in a movie theater and I'm invested in the show. Those are the, the two. The top writers in Hollywood, a lot of times, they were guys and women who could punch up a script. You'd have an award-winning screenplay, but you would trust them and you'd send it off to them to punch up a script. They're no longer available because they're all working for television. All the top writers of movies in Hollywood are writing for television. So you are getting... Great quality television now. More great TV than has ever been. More shit TV than has ever been. I would say if you put me on the spot and said my favorite TV show of all time, it would be Letterman. 
It's when you. It was the mm. only thing I DVR'd in my entire life. Is wow. not DV, not DVR'd, VCR'd. Right? When I go out because right. I wouldn't I wouldn't be home at twelve thirty when I was younger or eleven thirty when he switched to eleven thirty. But over the years, when it was a VCR, what did I set my VCR for? It was one thing. I just always recorded. Letterman. And we started off this podcast talking about how upset I am with late night comedy shows. Right. Dave played a big role in that. We talk oh. about the president, starting with Clinton, and then when we I went never to, loved a TV show more than late night. When with we David went Letterman. to Bush forty three after nine eleven, which is a New York story. Remember, we're from New York, right? I'm sorry, everybody. We were all affected by 9-11. Right. We from New York, who lost actual people from New York, right. were affected a little bit more. And when Dave started to go down the road of bashing the president to the point where it was comedy and just all of his flubs and he would do right. it, I was cool because it's Dave. Right. I'm a Dave guy. But I think Dave set off in motion more than Leno at the time and before that Johnny Carson, where Dave said politics is open every night to really talk down in a tone to the sitting president, and now it's out of control. Well, I think also Dave was right in this way. For some reason, in America, things have evolved where you can't be anti-war. And Dave was really upset yeah. about young men and women dying. And they're still dying to this day from the same war. And we're not protesting in the streets. These sons and daughters and mothers and fathers. Call to action. We love doing this at the end of the podcast. I'm at JT the Brick. Tom's at, at Looney on Fox. And also you can leave notes on the podcast. I have to fix my Twitter handle, don't I? Yeah, I think it would be a good time to <laughs> okay. fix that, right. please. And what we'd like you to do is leave us with a television show that we're not watching, that you're watching, and you want to turn us on to. Oh, so yes, leave sure. us on Twitter or on the Facebook page or go to jtandlooney.com, jtandlooney.com, one of the many ways you could subscribe to the podcast, and leave us with not your favorite TV show of all time, but one that you're watching now that we don't know about, we didn't mention it, and we got to tune in. I'd love to hear from everyone out there what they love that we might have missed. Yes, and we probably, you know, I think the formatics geniuses would say that we maybe should have mentioned the website earlier on in the podcast, but fuck them. And I think TV will be <laughs> around us. I think TV will be around with or without us. I think, yes, I think right, the yes, guys in the ivory be. towers will be fine. Thanks for listening to the JT and Looney Show. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.